0: hello and welcome to episode 11 of the laura fair fitness podcast and i am very excited to have one of my very good friends and ex-colleagues would you say Uh, yeah yeah used to work together anyway but we're both pts but i have got la on today erc fitness hashtag ad
1: hi everyone thanks for having me on your podcast laura it's a pleasure to be
0: featured yeah, I think, like, I feel like you're putting on a little fake voice.
1: I'm not putting a fake voice. On. That was my <laughs>
0: that was my intro. It, excited
1: to be here, voice. All oh,
0: right. Okay. Well, we'll take that then.
1: Yeah, we'll have it. I'll, like, I'll don't I'll cut
0: that out. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you here.
1: Thanks. It's a pleasure.
0: How long have we known each other now? Um,
1: I don't know how long have we been PTing for. Two and a half years.
0: Two and a half years.
1: Two and a half years.
0: Then. Bloody hell! Remember that first gym that we worked at?
1: I did. <laughs> Both didn't have a clue what we was doing, but. It's a good job we had each other in it, really.
0: We made it work, didn't we?
1: We did. It was fun.
0: Right. So tell me a little bit about you. Um. So
1: my name's Ellie. E R C Fitness. So Hashtag <laughs> Um. Yeah. I've been a PT for two and a half years. Um. Started off with a drama background and stuff at uni. Did a bit of acting, but always been into my health and fitness. And then, when COVID hit, kind of decided that that'd be a route that I'd like to go down. So that's what I did and then two and a half years down the line, I've got my own business, I do online coaching, um, yeah, loving life.
0: So me and Ellie basically started our PT journey at the same time, like it was middle of COVID and... were kind of allowed out kind of weren't but we were working we were allowed to just to clarify that and we muddled our way through our first six months and I can't tell you how proud I am of us to be honest how far we've come
1: we've come a long way actually thinking back to that point where we both was a bit like you don't you don't have a lot of trust in your own abilities do you and then all of a sudden you look back and you're like wow we actually did that
0: well we had zero clients. We had nothing. <laughs> we had nothing. We started from the bottom, now we're here.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah. No, we have come a long way. It's been it's been crazy.
0: So yeah, we worked together for about six months, didn't we? Was that all it was? was, that how it was? Yeah, I think so, you know.
1: Good God. I
0: think it was about six months. I left. Obviously worked at another gym and then opened this last year, so it's been we only worked, worked together for a short amount of time, but... Um, and you stuck around like a bad
1: smell.
0: Stuck around like a bad smell, and here we are. <laughs> so, tell me the funniest story about the hen
1: Um,
0: We yeah. had a hen in Benny Dome for my wedding um, last year, and Ellie came along, and we all dressed as burgers, so come on. <laughs> tell me your funniest story.
1: Um, um, So, I think probably the best well my biggest highlight from that Hindu was everyone else had gone home Laura being Laura just did not know when to go home typical you just
0: <laughs> not right anymore now.
1: not well no not anymore <laughs> but um yeah and I, she was begging me to stay out of her so I was like oh, all right and she was just being a damn right nuisance as always Anyway, we eventually managed to get to go home and we're walking. We, both of our phones had died, didn't know where the hotel was, so <laughs> we were just kind of guessing it around Benidorm. Um, could have got killed, murdered, anything, but Not you know found what? it back. Well, we were on our holidays at the end of the day. Um, anyway, manages to find the apartments where we were staying, None of us had a key. Um, <laughs> so then also couldn't remember which apartment we was in. We couldn't ring anyone because our phones were dead. So And everyone else had already gone to bed. So what did we do? We rang every
0: doorbell on the intercom.
1: <laughs> it was comical at the time. The thought of me having to sleep outside now is actually quite terrifying. But then and then it was hilarious.
0: Until... Some Spanish man started shouting down the intercom in Spanish. And... For those that know me, I tell everyone that I can speak Spanish, which is... She can't. She (laughs) She
1: cannot speak Spanish.
0: I can speak... I can understand it a little bit, and all I could know, what he was saying, was something that he had work, and that he's going to ring the police. So, it was all fun and games then. Eventually, somebody let us in. But the next morning, we were leaving Benidorm, and this guy came knocking on the door. (laughs) So, I was acting totally oblivious, and he was just screaming at me in Spanish about... Him having to go to work and he's gonna call the police. And I was just thinking, thank God we're going home today because I can't deal with this right now.
1: Yeah, but she stood there going, Oh yeah, yeah, he's saying this, (laughs) he's saying this, and I'm like, She's
0: absolutely talking nonsense. Oh yeah, well, it was funny. Anyway, we digressed. We need to get back onto fitness. So tell me a little bit about what your focus is with your clients.
1: Um, so obviously I've been one-to-one coaching for a while now, and absolutely love it. I find that I get quite a range of clients in, you know, aging from 17 to, you know, late 30s, 40s. And with that, you know, you're working with a range of goals. So you've got weight loss clients, you've got people on growth journeys. And I absolutely love that. But then obviously recently have launched into my online training side of my business. And Not that I enjoy it more, but it's just different, which is quite refreshing in that I'm finding I'm getting a lot more clients that are focused on, you know, really working strictly towards a goal. Not strict in a way that, you know, it's still lifestyle clients that we're dealing with, but in a way that they really, really want to get there. And it's quite exciting. And it's, you know, it's got like some nice timeframes on it. And um, I just have that little bit more input than I do with, people that I see for an hour a week well absolutely because I
0: think the difference is between online coaching and personal training like you go to a personal trainer to learn how to exercise yeah and you keep going because you enjoy it and you keep want to learn whereas online coaching you still get that benefit of learning but you've got a plan you've got a goal and you can work to it in your own time but because you've got that service you're doing what you can do do you know what I mean
1: exactly you're working with people that are kind of like-minded to yourself like you know, I, I offer two different packages in my one-to-one training. So I, order, I I give, like, just your basic training. But then also people that have, ask, want additional services. So they kind of get a little bit of the online aspect. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. those people, some people just show up for one-to-ones and they just want to feel better. They're moving, they're getting out of the house, they're socialising. You know, it can be a social thing for people. But then, obviously, there's the other side of it. There's people that actually have goals and a time frame. So... You do get quite a nice range doing both. And both I think things. I
0: think that's something that a lot of us miss as well. That like it's not just about physique goals. Like obviously, I really enjoy working with people who want to build muscle and lose fat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think that's one thing that we miss out on that people actually enjoy coming to PT sessions. Yeah, and it makes them feel good. And I think that's one thing that I try and push to my clients, especially that you you've got to do it because you love it and because it makes you feel good. Because they say, don't they, it releases endorphins so it makes you feel good. Absolutely, and
1: especially when you've got PTs like us, because I tell you what, we're not half who you know what I mean? <laughs> My, th- I have so so many clients that we just not that we don't get stuff done, because we do but we laugh as well and it, it's really really nice because it, the social aspect of it, you know, you end up being really close with these people because you're taking, con- not control but you
0: you having
1: a part of like a big
0: aspect of the life. Absolutely, and I think you do go- I remember one thing that I read when I first started PT and it said don't make friends with your clients and it's like how the hell can you not make friends and I'll tell you I've like I've got friends from my one-to-ones I've got people that I don't even PT now that are now friends and I'm even friends with people who i have only met a couple of times at my online clients how the hell you Cause you work in such close proximity like you want to know about the life I think you yeah. can't be a coach And not know a lot about a person's life. Because if you don't know that that person's got problems at home or they've got a stressful job or they've got kids and they can't go to bed on time. If you don't know those things, you're not really coaching them.
1: No, I think I think that's what makes it a little bit more of a personal experience. Like, you know, I've got clients that I know what the kids schedules are because you've got to know that about them, and I think I think that brings the trust aspect into it, because then once they trust you with that information, they're gonna trust you with the process, and that's when you're gonna get 100% from people.
0: I, I honestly believe, and I, I could say it for both of us, even though we work for different, like our own brands and stuff, that is one thing that we pride ourselves on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That we
0: proper, we do make it a personalised service, but also we care. Yeah. And I think, I know a lot of coaches care, and I'm not saying that they don't, but that is one thing that I definitely, and I know you do, you care about your clients, and I think it's so important. Yeah. So, what do you think that your client's biggest barrier is?
1: Um, I'd say that the biggest thing that comes up for my clients in particular, I'm not saying this goes for every coach, but people really struggle to get their head around the balance of it all so when you're a lifestyle client it's about getting that balance between you know social life work training feeling good in yourself all that kind of thing and it can get quite overwhelming and i think when people first approach a pt they think that they're going to get told you are on chicken rice and broccoli you must train 100 hours a day like it's not a thing it is a probably a thing for some coaches and that's kind of a little bit more extreme but I know for me and I know from yourself that's not
0: extreme goals require extreme protocols but for people who we coach like I do have clients that want physique goals and we do really focus on what we need to be in macros cardio training etc etc but I know that every single one of my clients still has a life like they want to go out for dinner on a weekend yeah and you've got to be able to factor that in because I, the, I think that this is a good one actually that you want your clients to be honest with you because if you like are too harsh on your clients and you're like you must do this you must do that then it comes to checking it day and they're like oh I've had a perfect week and I haven't built any muscle or I haven't lost any weight and it's like You don't want that relationship where they can't talk to you because that's when you can't change it.
1: Absolutely. And I think it also comes into the idea of, you know, when you've got like a goal, people make these goals, but they're always temporary. So, oh, I'm going on holiday in this time frame, so I need to lose this. That's fine. And that's, you know, it's good to have something to work towards. But then also, I always try and promote with my clients that, We don't just want to work towards that goal. We want to have something that we're going to adopt as a lifestyle so that you can jump back in after your holiday and it's something that you can maintain rather than, you know, temporary fixes. What's that going to have? Temporary outcomes. And that's, that's a massive, massive thing that I find that comes up a lot with clients.
0: Yeah, same. I think because people are so focused and because I think the world and society has made us think right we need to lose weight for holiday we need to lose weight for wedding we need to lose weight for I don't know do you know what I mean don't you yeah but actually why not I know I want to get strong and I want to be healthier, and I want to be fit and confident and whilst in the process of that I might lose weight and feel great for that holiday yeah you might introduce some a little bit more extra protocols like you might say right let's do a little bit more cardio because I know you want to feel your be best for this holiday However, this is not a quick fix, this is long-term lifestyle changes.
1: Absolutely, and I think, especially with my older clients that I've trained in the past, I think that something really difficult, and it is it's a big task, but something nice to work on with someone is obviously the older you get and you've lo- the longer you've had bad habits for, they're so much harder to break, so being able to help people break those habits and create new ones, I think sometimes that's the most rewarding part of our job because, you know, I've got people that turn around to me now and they're like, I never could have imagined me leading my life in this way. And it's just like, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, (laughs) isn't it? It's
1: mad, it's mad.
0: I get messages like, you've changed me into a gym bunny, I can't believe it. And it's like, it's not all about the gym. Obviously, it's a massive aspect of getting strong, but like when people... I think one of the best things is showing you know when it's like it ticks, it clicks for someone. Yeah. Like they're like, right, I've tracked my calories this week I've done my steps, I've done my water and I've lost three pounds. It's like, it's clicked something in your head that if you do the things you're supposed to, yeah. you still had a meal out on the weekend and you're still progressing.
1: It, it takes a while to get there, doesn't oh. it? I think sometimes people, until they see the progress, people don't give it long enough. So then they don't see the progress, but the people that do, when they see it, it then motivates them to carry on. But something that I make very clear in like my initial consultations is that you've got to want it. If you don't want it, you're not going to do it. And it's, lit- it's as simple as that. You've got to want it.
0: And that, that's the other thing, like you say, people expect results really quick and I don't think people realise that the first four, five, six weeks... Of figuring out how that person's body works like it, it's not a case of i'm going to put you on x amount of calories or whatever you, you're not going to get results like instantly yeah fair enough some people do see results quite quickly but if you don't it's not a time to give up because if you give up now you're giving up on your goals and you're only going to be like you're still going to be as far away from your goals as when you started you might as well keep working and get through it or you'll never get there
1: i've, had, I've had, unfortunately i've had quite a lot of people give up on training with that you get a lot of And it's, you know, it's harsh to say, but a lot of unrealistic people coming to you going, okay, I am 20 stone. I want to lose eight stone in four weeks. Let's go. And you're like, that sounds stunning. However, wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: It is hard.
1: You know, then those are the type of people that aren't, they're not ready and they're not willing, but you can only get there on your own people you know you go and get a trainer but we're not medical workers
0: and, and another thing with that is that when people um have done shake diets in the past oh. and they have lost say three four stone in a matter of months like two three months
1: yeah
0: and because they've seen it before they're so willing to go back to it but at the end of the day when you do drop weight so fast in that short period of time your body is so sensitive at the end of that time that as soon as you start eating again you gain more because your body's like just ready to like inhale it all
1: it's crazy it is absolutely crazy
0: but that's why we do what we do because we love it and we love changing people's mindsets and we love helping people and we like having an impact right so I wanted to talk a little bit about you and your fitness so tell us a little bit about your journey and the struggles you had getting into fitness
1: okay so one thing I'd like to put out there first is that I am just like everyone else. I don't know what it is about being a personal trainer, but and and, you know, we're trying to have like an online presence and stuff like that. You are being looked at very closely you're under a microscope, but people think you're bionic. I mean, it's absolutely mental Do you know at the amount of times I've been scranning like a bag of crisps or something and someone's looking at me going You're not meant to eat that because you're meant to be a personal trainer. Do you want this shoving down your throat? Are you actually joking me? Like, why? Why can't I eat that? Am I, I like, under some sort of rules that you're not under? No. So I think that, for me, has been actually quite damaging, um, which I didn't prepare for when signing up for this job because... You know you've got to be your best advert, and that's something that I do believe in. And don't get me wrong, there are trainers out there that, you know, possibly aren't that into fitness themselves, but they know exactly what they're talking about. And um, they've got the knowledge there, and they can help people. But for me, I do need to be my best advert. But what comes, what comes with that is um, quite a lot of pressure. And I will put it out there. I a hundred percent do have body dysmorphia, which is madness because. I have so many people giving me compliments and that sounds, no it doesn't sound big-headed actually I'm taking that back, I was about to say it's big but it's not. I do get a lot of compliments but for me th- it's always something, it's always something and I think again being in this job, you know you try you try and tell other people, it's like take a leaf out your own book type thing, I try and tell other people don't look at anyone else and but you do, you're so critical and I think that's just the day and a- age that we're in. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I digress. Um, my fitness journey, so I've been training since I was about 16. Didn't have a scooby what I was doing. Probably up until, actually, I qualified <laughs> and started making other people pay me to tell them when I don't know what I'm doing. But, no, you, you learn on the job. That's a huge thing, this. Um, but, yeah, and probably you, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, you... you I think I've you know I, I knew what I was doing but I didn't push myself enough and it, it was having that support from someone else with me I'm quite underconfident in myself and having someone going no no you do know what you're doing
0: no no that is right it's like all oh, right okay maybe I'm not stupid then I think you did really well I think obviously you had the basic knowledge when you came to uh, when we worked together but like I only just started my fitness journey um I'm laughing because uh, I just nearly said the name of the gym, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I think you had a really good knowledge, but obviously I would just starting my journey. I've been going to the gym for ten years, but I actually got a coach. Yeah. And I'd only been with him a couple of months, and then we got put back in lockdown. So then we were working outside. Are we name dropping? Are we giving a shout out? Me too, Joe Cross. Joe Cross, big job. <laughs> That's my coach. Hashtag ad. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if he will really listen to this, but you can have it anyway um so obviously i had to learn off him for a couple of months yeah then we went into lockdown i was training in my garage yeah started training at the gym and we basically just had to muddle through didn't we so we were just doing what we could do but i think you were so used to just doing a little bit of cardio and you knew how to lift weights but you didn't know how to progress them as yeah. such
1: i was winging it to be honest with you i was like oh look at me in my gym set going to the gym all jimmy no don't work like
0: that unfortunately so basically I killed her on a regular basis along with all my other clients that I killed doing a bodybuilding program
1: yeah I think yeah I think something what was a bit of a turning point for me was obviously you can't really be telling other people what to do unless you do it yourself um and I'd say only bearing in mind I've been a PT for two and a half years now I'd say only in the last year have I actually found what works for me and how I want to train and how I want to eat and you know, the supplements that I want to take and that kind of thing, just basically a new way of looking after myself. Um, And I think that I've done things wrong in my fitness journey, I've, you know, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. I've built too much muscle and now I feel bulky. And that is not me saying that there's anything wrong with women being bulky because it's not, but everyone has different goals. For me personally, I associate being feminine with being petite and that kind of thing and you know that's quite controversial and it's wrong but that's what I want. I don't think it's wrong. It's probably a societal brainwash. I I think
0: you want a smaller upper and a big lower which most girls want these days so I don't think that's a bad thing but I will take the blame on slightly some of it because obviously I absolutely killed her on upper body so she started growing um, big shoulders and big triceps. shoulders
1: i've got the wingspan of an eagle right something i want to touch on you can't change your bones girls you really can't but i'm telling you what if i could get these shoulders shaved down i'd be getting it done because oh, i look massive i look like a russian shot put in a dress
0: she looks absolutely great if anyone's listening to this and you've got instagram go and look for erc fitness she looked absolutely incredible and she's done so well i think she's just really harsh on herself but i accept your goals and you're working on them, and I think it's really good that you found what works for you. And I think that's quite interesting because obviously when we used to train together, Mm. um, went to the same gym, doing a bodybuild kind of split, which obviously I'm still following, but you enjoyed it at the time, but it just shows that goals can change yeah absolutely and they do change along the way don't they
1: yeah and like and like you're not like again another thing the pressure of being a PT it doesn't mean you have to know what you're doing all the time like I didn't know which goal to go for at what time and you know that constant battle of oh my god I'm going on I know I've just said about don't just train for a holiday but Bear, bear with me, stick with me, <laughs> um, but like, you know, do I go on a bulk now because I want bunda, or do like I go on a cut because I want to be a skinny queen, like, ah, I don't want anyone to, do you know what I mean, I've got to wear a bikini,
0: like, oh my god, what do you do? Can I just touch on this? Yeah, go, go. I've just been to Cornwall last week, and that is the heaviest, obviously, like, pre-REF, the heaviest I've ever been, I think I was 11-6, and... It's the biggest I've ever been on holiday, mm. and it's the heaviest I've ever been since being 19. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that weight, but for me, that is literally the heaviest I've been, because I'm quite small. Here's what I found. Oh, my, shut my, up. <laughs> me, watch is talking to me. Um, and I, I've done that intentionally, because I remember sitting on the beach to Rosie saying, oh, I feel, I, I can't take my top off, like I just feel a bit chunker. And she went, you can't complain about it, you've done this to yourself. But I actually felt comfortable, do you know what I mean? Like going on that holiday, yeah. like not cutting for a holiday. I didn't cut, I got the biggest I've ever been and went on holiday and felt comfortable and confident because I've worked for it.
1: Well, yeah, it's a medal. You're wearing your own medal.
0: Exactly. And to be honest, I know that I've got a really round face <laughs> and no, it's true. And because I wear a lot of baggy clothes, like one of my clients actually turned around she will listen to this the other week. Um, and she went, "Why do you always wear really baggy stuff? Because nobody can see your physique underneath." And it's like, "Well, one, I just like wearing baggy clothes. And two, like, I do feel a bit bigger at the minute because I'm eating a lot more."
1: Mm.
0: And she said, "Yeah, but you're not like advertising yourself." And i was like, "This is really true." So I did a couple of uh, reels with just a sports bar and Did I, you get naked? I got naked. Got naked, didn't I? Girl. <laughs> but I still feel good. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got to, You've just got to accept what you're doing roll with it and just enjoy the process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Totally off
0: subject there, but you were talking about holidays, so I wanted to get involved.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I walk around in next to nothing, but I'm still not happy with my body, and it's just, the, you know... I don't don't even know how, how people get past it. I'm still working on it. I can't really help anyone on that, because, you know, you can tell people, oh, don't feel that way, but you do.
0: And I think that's really, really strong... In the fact that you can admit that, because there's so many people that can't, and yeah. people expect us to be perfect and love our bodies, yeah. When actually we're doing our own goals, we're still working on it, and we're not necessarily as happy as we can be. But we've just got to do what we can.
1: Do you know? Do you know that's actually something um, that's quite interesting. Now, if my client ends up listening to this. I'm not coming for you, but <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it, so here we go. So, the other week, I got called an attention seeker by my client, right, because I was, anyone who knows me, I moan about my arms, oh my goodness, I do not shut up about it.
0: I'd cut them off if I could, because I'm sick of hearing about him.
1: Honestly, it's it's getting it's getting annoying now, but I, I do, I talk about it all the time, but I got called an attention seeker, so my client is on a weight loss journey, and me talking about my arms in front of her, you know, it was probably a little bit triggering, like, because, you know, she's trying to lose weight, and now I, I know you can't see me, this is a podcast, but, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm ve- you know, I'm slim, I'm, I'm very slim, um, but my arms, I don't know whether I built too much muscle, or whether I'm carrying a little bit too much excess fat, like a stubborn area, but I'm not happy with my arms, I feel bulky in dresses, I want, I feel like, you know, like a girly wearless, skinny seal, but like, whatever, but, I don't feel like that and that's just that's a feeling and other people might not see it but you know that's how i feel and being a personal trainer you're not allowed to talk about your own insecurities because it's oh shut up i'm trying to lose weight but you look like that and you're talking about this everyone's goal is valid it doesn't matter what other people think if that's what you want and you feel that way that's that's just as important as some you know I've got clients who have suffered with eating disorders and you know they're really trying to bulk up and people don't realise that when they make comments like oh you don't need to go to the gym, what if you lose more weight like stuff like that, it's so... Damaging. Yeah! It's really damaging like everyone's goal is so important and so individual to them that you just can't really comment on it and so... Sorry, I've really attacked you there, client. (laughs) Ha-ha.
0: Anonymous client. But, like... And I'm not upset with you. (laughs) But, um... No, it's a good point to make. And I think... Yeah. I think you're not attacking anyone. I think you're just making a point of that, like, like, everyone's goal is valid. And I think your goal is valid. And your hang-ups are valid. And I think you've got to be honest about it. Because we're not perfect. No, absolutely not. We're absolutely not perfect. And we've all got stories that we could tell about us eating too much or drinking too much things like that because we we are normal people but we're just obviously a little bit more stricter than your average person
1: sometimes, sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just not in benadol so yeah me and ellie have been working together obviously well i say training together actually um for a few years and obviously really good friends and she came to support me in my photo shoot last year which was hilarious because i looked a lot girlier than i did they yeah. do usually.
1: Yeah, she's normally like scrunchy bun on head, like
0: Massive t shirt. Massive
1: t shirt, no makeup, nothing. I walked in, this little sexy sausage has got uh, like pony pieces, <laughs> she's got a fake tan on, lashes, makeup, I'm like, who is this? It was quite scary actually.
0: Yeah. I-, I felt I felt like I looked great that day as well. You
1: look stunning. I mean you look stunning all the time anyway, but you just don't care. But which is a good thing, but you know, it was um It was mad, but it was a good day. You looked amazing.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. To be fair, it was hard getting there, but I enjoyed it. And I actually prepared for that photo shoot while I was getting married. Hindu started up a business. Like it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was hectic.
1: Jodie, it's quite ironic. Before you mentioned about like you wearing oversized T-shirts and stuff because you feel. Chunky and stuff, and, like, obviously when Laura was prepping for a shoot, she was in, like, quite a long bulk phase and used to go to a gym with her and I'd always be like... We'd be literally sweating, like, dripping, and she'd be there in, like, full-on long clothes. I'd be like, get you get off, it's sweating. She's like, no, I feel chunky today. What's in the gym when she's doing a shoot. She's walking around in a bloody cax.
0: Oh, walking around in an Asda thong, actually.
1: As <laughs> You don't need to tell people it was from Asda No,
0: but, the, like, when I actually set up my shoe like I, I you can imagine i bought loads and loads and loads of different outfits and then the outfit that i actually wore was the one from the year before because i hated everything that i bought and i just really liked that one mm. and i had an asda thong underneath my shorts but then when i was putting my tan on i was just like oh my god stuff it i'm gonna get some pictures in this thong and it literally was like a five pack for two pounds or something. i don't even give a shit
1: did you have any pubes hanging out there? no i didn't actually what? I think I might have shaved. Winner, Win a
0: winner, winner. But then, I supported Ellie in her shoot, which was about four, five months later.
1: Yeah. I'd I just like to say, Eddie, the photographer that did my shoot, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm such a nightmare. Um, I don't I don't know what... I can't feel what my face is doing when, when the camera oh comes God, out. Oh, God, yeah.
0: Like, Ellie, obviously, a body looked absolutely stunning. Like, amazing. <laughs> but <Butter> However, <face. laughs> the facial expressions, it's like Chandler out of friends. It's just ridiculous. I don't know what it is. I d- you know, I'm
1: not one of those people that's good at posing. I just never will be. I'm just a bit too crazy for that, I think.
0: Whereas me, it's like, I've walked off a photo shoot stage yeah. you're like...
1: Mm. How does that even work, though? Because <laughs> you're, like... I'm, like, the girly girl and you're, like, the tomboy and then... It, Role reversal for the shoot. The camera comes out, and I'm just awful, and
0: you're working your yeah. stuff.
1: But yeah, um, the the preparation in the changing room was quite. Comical oh, for that
0: shoot, wasn't it? She, I well, actually, the night before she turned up at my house, and she said, "Will you do my tan?" So she comes in in my kitchen. Rosie were working, and just strips off. So she's in this little thong, and I'm not joking. Like I love her, and I don't feel uncomfortable. I've seen her naked before. But she was just talking to me, (laughs) and all I could focus on was her nipples. I was like, "Please put some clothes on." Right,
1: I've got inverted nipples, and I'm not being funny. If you've never seen one before, they are quite interesting. No, no, no.
0: It was just the fact I was trying to talk to her eye level, and all I could see was boobs. And I was just like, "I can't do this." Did
1: it look like Play-Doh that someone's put the finger in?
0: Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, I always think that. So that happened, which was totally unexpected, and I was just like, and she literally getting me to rub tan into her arse, and I was like, "What the hell?" So then, the next day, goes to the shoot and she's like, oh, right, so you need to, like, top me up or whatever I had to do and then oil her up? Yeah. How did that go?
1: Um, yeah, so I didn't know that, like, people get a special oil for these shoots and stuff, so I just whipped out the baby oil, you know, in a squirty bottle but like it was a bit keen, this bottle, wasn't it? It was a bit keen, and um, so every time I tried squirting it into my hand, it just like, jet across the changing room. It was dripping down my clothes from my shoe. Like, it was absolutely catastrophic. The people were slipping all over the changing rooms. It was honestly, I'd say a bloodbath, but it was an oil bath, oh. it was hectic. But um, yeah, it was quite good in the end. I think, I eventually ended up whipping my kit off as well, didn't I? I was meant to wear shorts all the way through the shoot. But I just got the cheeks out because I thought, do you know what?
0: You've worked for this. I've
1: worked for this. Now, disclosure, a lot of people do ask me whether my bum has always been big. Now, I'm not Ariana or however you say her name. She's got massive glutes. But I have got a bit of a plump behind. However... Just disclosure: some of it is genetics because I've always been, I've always had um, I've always been packing, and not that sounds like I've got a penis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've got a big rear end.
1: Um,
0: yeah, but it's grown.
1: Thank when you. you did your
0: bulking phase, wow, it took us from growing.
1: Yeah, it did. I think I think what people expect when they try and grow, grow glutes is that they're just gonna like turn into. Is it Cardi B? Is she the one with the big behind? Anyway, no don't matter. But um. I found that mine kind of went outwards and lifted rather than coming round into, like, hips and stuff like that. So it changes in ways that you don't expect it to. But, um...
0: No, it's yeah, huge. it's happy. It's huge. Yeah. And it's, it looks great, so we'll roll with it. Solar eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of this podcast. We have absolutely pure chatted a lot of shit, but hopefully some of it's been useful, um, just in terms of how we work, who we want to work with, and the hang-ups that we have as personal trainers but I think the main takeaway is like how we help people
1: yeah absolutely and you know we relate to people on a personal level because we are real people
0: yeah I I think that's one of my biggest values is authenticity
1: Mm, absolutely I like
0: being authentic as if you see my Instagram I'm very myself on there where I didn't used to be because I was scared but now um I do put that out there so yeah but thank you so much for coming on
1: Thanks for having me, it's been bloody lovely.
0: Yeah, I'll um, definitely have you on again. It's been a great podcast, so thanks very much for coming on. And thanks everyone for listening. If you head to the show notes below, there will be a link to my website, there will be a link to my Instagram, there will be a link to Ellie's Instagram, and I will put a direct link to my WhatsApp if you've got any questions about anything in this episode or anything about fitness in general. So hope you have a lovely day, and I will see you all next week.